What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Spectres, welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. You guys are getting like double episodes this week because we shifted the day of the week that we are recording. It is Friday night. We're now on our Friday night schedules. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with Sam and Seven the Legend. What's up, buddy? How's it going? I'm fantastic. So I told you earlier, I was just at PAX West today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's my first PAX ever. And it's also, as I understand it, the first PAX that's fully reopened since the pandemic. Wow. wow. Fully reopened. Like they've, they've had other like right events, like last year. Yeah. Like last year they, they, they were there, but I guess there was such restricted attendance that mm. I heard from like several people that it was kind of like dead. Like it, it, don't, it didn't feel like PAX really. Yeah. Um, so it's all back and, and live. And I hear you've been a uh, hobnobbing, elbow bumping with, um, celebrities <laughs> yeah you could say that so so a few streamers actually you know smirky uh camilla panda and uh bowser 16 although the b i think is an eight uh so some nintendo streamers eight um, eight hour that's eight hour call me eight hour or ocho hour ocho ochauser 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 that's silly chowser. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's fun. I'm planning on going back tomorrow. Uh, I found the Bioware gear exhibit. Nice. And I like walked up and like, hey, you know, I do the Mass Effect lore cast. Maybe you can uh, help me out. And they're like, how about you get lost? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Mass Effect get out of my face cast. <laughs> yeah. They're like, how about you mass me with that? <laughs> nice, um, nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I will. I will leave now. Um, <laughs> I no. But uh, they uh, they were like, oh, sorry, you know, we, you know, there's nothing special we're doing. There's no Bioware actual exhibit at PAX this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And I've been scouring to find out where people are going to be talking about Unreal Engine. Uh, but there is a lot of other exciting stuff going on at PAX. Excited to go back tomorrow. And uh, like I said on Twitter to everyone, if you're a listener and you want to know, you know, you got questions about packs let me know i'll try and find out some answers yeah awesome well i'm, I'm glad you're having a good time and uh we have a, a a different episode this week than normal we're going back to mods we had a really good response to that last it's been a while that last episode we did when was that eight months ago yeah it was, it was a while ago where we talked about modding uh legendary edition and some of the things that you can work into the game so we're we decided to revisit this because we've had a little bit more time i know sam you've been you've been playing with some other new mods that you wanted to share with the community yeah and and if i'm being honest you know when we did the last episode i hadn't really played a lot with them yet some i actually hadn't tested out at all i just watched gameplay of uh but now now i feel a lot more uh, authoritative to speak on the topic of mods especially these because I got the three best mods that I think people should play in Mass Effect 3. Awesome. Awesome. So, okay, so let's let's just get into this. Yeah, let's do it. So these mods, first of all, are very roleplay heavy. Uh, there's one that's really gameplay heavy, but all in all, if you're a role player, if you like the, the environment, the universe of Mass Effect, you're really going to dig these mods. Uh, and, and the last one that we're going to talk about is my absolute favorite role player not. So first up, let's talk about the first one. It's called the Appearance Modification Menu. And this is really gameplay centered. Is this a it's, fashion it's, effect mod? It's a fashion effect mod. Yes. And you remember how they said, Bioware said, okay, with Legendary Edition, we're going to have a unified character creator. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) your Shepard is really not going to look that different when you import them from one to two, two to three. Yeah, that was really disturbing back in the day when I got my Mass Effect 2 Shepard and I was like, this ain't my Shepard. 
Well, yeah, exactly. And I remember that happening and it still happens to some extent. You know, you, you import your shepherd, you think they look fine in the character creator lighting, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. lighting is not exactly the best. Yeah. With and mine, then, I, I thought I had this beautiful femme shep going. She was like, she was gorgeous. And then like, once I got into the game and saw her face from the side, I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Nope. That face does not work anymore. From the front, it looked okay. But like, right. She yeah. probably looked like this pigeon that's behind me. <laughs> this Mass Effect pigeon. It was like, yeah, it was like she had just like a flat face. It was just like, wait, no, this is, this, oh, this did not import correctly. Not, not Pug Shepherd. Pug um, Shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pug Shepherd. I can hear you breathing from here. <laughs> she um. just kind of, she just constantly has this like snore breath, like my, like my Shih Tzu. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> really Shepherd, are you right? Snorty dog. Are you all right, Shepherd? How you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> Why do you keep asking? I'm fine. You know that, that scene in Mass Effect 2, the beginning when Shepard gets spaced? Uh-huh. Instead of hearing them choke for breath, you're just hearing... <laughs> 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 and then it slowly fades out, and then you get the sad piano. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Um, did, she, did she stop breathing from space, or did she just any, have a well, breathing problem? <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, if you want to make your shepherd look like Pug Shepherd, uh, but you know you messed up and made them look normal to begin with, um, then you can do that with the appearance modification menu because this allows you to change what your shepherd looks like at any point, at any point in the game. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is go up to the armor locker, any armor locker in Mass Effect 3, uh, and then you can press Y, or, or that's on the controller, and I think it's... T on the keyboard. I'm not sure, but you just press the prompt. It takes you to a facial modification menu. And so, you know, it unlocks all of these haircuts. It, it, it's, a, it's like something that, that you would see on an NPC that you knew was in the game and it doesn't look weird to you, but then you're like, oh my God, I, I just realized I never got that as an option for my own character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like these things exist, but they're just not given to you. Right. They're locked. So, so this unlocks haircuts. It unlocks all the haircuts in the game. I don't think it adds any new textures, so it doesn't look out of place. Um, that's the great thing about this mod. Nothing looks out of place. I mean, you could really fuck up your shepherd's face if you want, but <laughs> but <laughs> if you wanted, you could really go like oblivion character creator with this shit. Wow. Like, wow. Like, like, yeah, like beakhead, like super skinny. That's my favorite oblivion yes, face. Yes. Yes, because you can, you have such fine-tuned control over all of the aspects of the face, more fine-tuned than you did in the very beginning character creator. Mm-hmm. Like any of the character creators. It's kind of impressive mm-hmm. they have like x y and z access axes 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 yeah, sure uh, yes. axes yes all of the above. they have they have those for like literally everything you could think of upper cheekbone lower cheekbone uh-huh. outer cheek you know right like right. you name it it's it's like very like the fallout character creator um and you have very very fine-tuned controller for that and so and there's also like 30 different skin tones 30 nice Nice. That's that's awesome. Do like, they include that, I, other I colors that. that don't exist on humans? I don't think so. Okay. So sometimes these things will be like, no, you can have blue skin. No, I didn't go through all thirty. I'll be honest. That that just <laughs> would have been a waste of my time. I think. <laughs> uh, but but I did find the one that I liked, and I think that they're pretty much all human skin tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's complexions. Here's the new thing. There's complexions. So did you ever want your shepherd to look really old? <laughs> Even though in the canon in the game, <laughs> shepherd yes. is a specific age. Look, it's been a rough thirty-three years. Yeah. Okay? Right. Right. Uh, no, but now I do. Yeah, so now you can make your shepherd look like Grandma Shepherd or Grandpa Shepherd. That's like an old you wizard. You can do that. I want like an old very, wizard shepherd. It's not just wrinkly, but it's like really leathery skin, too. Oh, nice. So it's like biker Shep. Awesome. Or like half the people I live by in Florida who spend too much time at the beach. <laughs> Extra crispy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can make yourself look really old, uh, which is great as well for, you know, if you're big into customization. 
and you can give yourself features that exist in the game, but you really don't ever see anywhere else other than one person. That is the eyes of the elusive man. You know, those like, oh, those like circles, yeah. the cybernetics. Yeah. The you can give yourself cybernetic freaking looking cyberpunk eyes. looking eyes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be blue. It doesn't have to be blue like his. You can change it to green, red, any color because you get fine tuned control over the red, green, blue nice. uh, spectrum. And you get to control how it glows, or rather, maybe you want it very faint. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you can get a very faint in your eyes so that it only appears in certain lighting. And that kind of brings me to my next point. You can fine-tune all of these different things. You can fine-tune how vibrant your iris, your iris color is. Weird. Like, That's it, awesome. You get such fine-tuned control. And so, and you can even control like the neck width at the top of the neck, the bottom mm -hmm. of the neck, mm -hmm. the, the cheeks, the, the forehead. You can give yourself a triangle shaped head if you want. I don't know why you would, but you know, like that's my point. You know, it's up to you. So without beating a dead horse, uh, <laughs> this mod, if you are really into character creation and you were disappointed with Mass Effect's original character creator with the face, you're gonna love that mod because that gives you the control that you always wanted. Do you know if it allows you to go back and edit things after the initial character creation also? Like if you get two hours into the game, you're like, eh, it's, just, it's not exactly what I was hoping for. I wanna adjust some stuff. Oh you, yeah, absolutely. You, you can go you back and do that. Yeah, yep. So Very and. Cool. And of course, if you're doing New Game Plus, then any of the last changes that you made on on the last Shepard, you know, at the very end, those still important to the next one. So nice, nice. And this is called again. This is the appearance modification menu. Yeah, mod that's right. Appearance modification menu. You can find it on Nexus. It is for Mass Effect Three Legendary Edition. So yeah, yeah. And just a reminder: these are all on PC. These are. PC ones. I don't think any of the consoles are getting modding for Mass Effect anytime soon. Not that I know of, no, because, you know, with Bethesda games that worked because Bethesda had their own client, um, but not with Nexus as far as I know. Yeah. So, yeah. So sorry to our console friends. But sorry, console this is friends. A, this is a PC, PC heavy episode. And, um, you know, as far as I know, I've heard from like several people now in the Mass Effect Lorecast community that they are lifetime console players and they're buying a PC now because the graphics card prices have really dropped. Oh, they got they like went back to normal prices. Yeah, they're retail. Yeah, yeah, which is which is great. And and if you're playing on a 1080p monitor, you don't even need something hefty to play Mass Effect Legendary Edition, like a very, very regular middle of the road graphics card will run that awesome. So. Oh, yeah. 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 You could probably get like a 2060 and run it just fine. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But that brings me to my next mod that I want to bring up. It's not about graphics at all. So if you have an old PC, don't be worried about installing this mod because it's not going to change anything for you. It's purely role play. It's all narrative and it's not going to implement any extra scripting or anything like that that might slow down your PC. Yeah, that's it's one of the things uh, real quick. That's one of the things that you have to worry about when you have a PC and you're modding, especially if you have a system that isn't like, you know, a $2,000 system. Uh, any new mods you install in usually include more processing, whether that's graphic wise or CPU wise. So is that going to tank your gameplay? Exactly. And this one I can say definitely will not because it's called the Spectre Expansion Mod. And effectively, what we're talking about here is a lot of text boxes that are added. Those okay. take very little processing power. Yeah, it's like displaying no. a Word document. Um, right. But the way that it does it is so native. It's so lore friendly. It's so role player focused. Let me explain here. So the mod does three things to start with. It improves the uh, Shadow Broker and Spectre terminals, which were frankly like kind of like afterthoughts in my opinion. Sometimes the Spectre terminal on the Citadel had, you know, some things to authorize or enable, and sometimes those would alter existing war assets, and you might see some kind of variation of, of an effect that your choices had. This totally revamps that. It makes it feel like not only are the Spectre choices important, but A, you know, you're not the only Spectre. You uh, and yeah. Jundam Bao aren't the only Spectres, so you get these intel reports from other Spectres that are lore-friendly. Oh, so, they, so they actually wrote their own content that is now showing up. Yes. 
Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you and get you get like do you have conversations back and forth? So you don't really have conversations back and forth, but you see correspondence between different specters. Okay, so you get and little so updates like pretty, on this side it, of yes, the galaxy. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, oh, and that's cool. um, yeah, I love it. It's it's so up my alley. Um, and so uh, not just the Spectre terminal, and 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 you know you it shows the Spectre terminal now. Not just you don't have to go all the way back to the Citadel. Mm-hmm. You get it right on your, on the Normandy. Why not? I mean, the Normandy's why not? <laughs> It's, it's, uh, it seems like one of those things that just should have been there from the beginning, right? Right, it does. I mean, I guess there's an argument to be made. You know, the Alliance isn't isn't so tied up with the Spectres. The Spectres might be like, well, we don't trust Alliance security protocols. I could definitely see Solarians arguing that. But that's... <laughs> In that voice. Right, that's not, that's not, you know, I think it just didn't happen because the, the developers didn't think about it. Um, or maybe they wanted to force you to go back to the Citadel so that you would progress certain side quests. There, Yeah, there would be reason to make that a thing outside of just, oh, there's a quest right. to do, yeah. But on your eighth, on your eighth playthrough, do you really want to have <laughs> right. to go back all the time to ch- just to check the Spectre Terminal? Right. Well, no, I don't want to do this quest yet. I just want to check the Spectre Terminal, but now I don't, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, if you don't want to, now you don't have to. Uh, so it adds these unique role play entries. Um, for example, last one that I played, Solarian Colony sells out these humans that are kind of living on the same planet as them. They're either on the same planet or next planet. I can't remember. But the Solarians sell them out to the Reapers. And then the Alliance sends you an authorization of whether or not to send an orbital bombardment to the Solarians. Nice. And nice. basically saying we should show them what happens when you mess with the alliance. <laughs> let's let's make an example of them. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it gives you that choice, and you can authorize it or you can ignore it. What so, did, what did you do? So I I <laughs> let it be. And which playthrough pretty, is this? This is actually my sassy shepherd playthrough because uh-huh. I honestly I just looked at that and I'm like that is kind of a heinous thing to do. <laughs> like I understand yeah. that they you know, sold out the humans, but maybe send some covert ops there, not like blow them to smithereens. That's or, a little Yeah, or some, some, some sort of uh, like political, like, hey, we're just going to not trade right. with you anymore. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we just not escort you off planet and you can, you know, reap the seeds of what you've sown. So reap the um, seeds from the reapers. <laughs> yeah. You like that? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of right on the nose. On the nose. I don't think cuttlefish have noses, mm. uh, but if they did, they would feel it on their nose. The shadow broker terminal is also affected, and that is, of course, the Liara's terminal in her office. Mm-hmm. So uh, the mod author has this to say about the shadow broker terminal: uh, says that it, like the Spectre terminal, it's been reworked. Uh, these new messages come from the Bioware blogs. So there's all these new messages in the shadow broker terminal that they took from the official Bioware blogs when Mass Effect Three released, oh. and it's from cut content found in the script files so it is canonical all of this new stuff is canonical and it did you know exist and it is legit uh it's just that you know now it's in a mod yeah it's from the original writer so this isn't even on the level of like you know very good quality fan fiction or something like that this is like this is legit legit from the writers just from other sources that weren't here originally Exactly. So there's a second point uh, why I really love the Spectre expansion mod. It gives these players, it gives all players new difficult choices to consider. And like I just said, kind of with the uh, Salarian colony, it's all of these really, really tough choices where you're like, I have such power that I can change the galaxy with the stroke of a pin or, you know, the mm-hmm. touch of a button. And that is what a specter would be able to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and th- there are these sweeping decisions like being able to bombard Solarians to death because they sold out humans. And you, you have this level of role play friendly power that I really love gives the player more, more hard choices, which I think if, if people are a fan of mass effect, you probably love hard it's, choices. Yeah, that, that's yes. Yeah, that's uh, those are the most memorable ones are the hard choices because they engage you emotionally. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it, it, there's a third thing 
that this mod does, and I think it does it very well. It makes the background races of Mass Effect, the Hanar, the Elkor, the Volus, the Vorcha, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Our favorite races. It makes them so much more prevalent. It makes them feel less like the side dish that no one ordered, less like the coleslaw to your pulled pork, if you're not into that. I, I like um, coleslaw, but all right. I, I do not like coleslaw. <laughs> you don't like so. coleslaw? So we differ on that. I don't like coleslaw. Uh, for me, coleslaw is like, it's like the the one family member at a reunion that you're like, I wish you didn't come. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you ordered the pulled pork and coleslaw and they forgot the coleslaw, you'd be like, eh, if they forgot the pulled pork, you'd be like, what? Yeah, exactly. What right. the hell did I just order? A coleslaw sandwich? Right. Well, this mod is not a coleslaw sandwich. (laughs) 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 You should write a review of the mod on the Nexus site and say, this is totally not a coleslaw sandwich. Five out of five stars. Yeah, mod author will be like, great, thanks, I I guess. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but it really does a great job improving these background races and, and, and bringing them into the spotlight because they get their own Spectre terminal entries. There's one that I read the other day, it was an Intel report from a Hanar Spectre, and it was written just like Hanar speak. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. It was hilarious. I loved it. Um, and, and it felt so, I don't know, it just, it, it felt appropriate. It felt, it felt good for Mass Effect because it was like, this is why I keep playing this game, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think if we're, if, if you're watching this video, if you're, if you're listening to this episode, then I'm willing to wager that you've played Mass Effect more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And At you're this trying point, to, yeah. you're trying to spruce up the gameplay a little bit. And so, so I think this will do that. Um, and speaking of background races, it, there are things that they implement with the Spectre uh, expansion mod, which are like entirely new side quests. So it doesn't just start and stop at those those Spectre terminal entries. There's side quests and there's a quest line that they're building, a completely original quest line partially taken from lore from Cerberus Daily News. It was in a, there was a uh, basically like the series of false newscasts, like faux newscasts in, in written form from mm-hmm. Cerberus Daily News, which detailed little known stories. You can think of it like, you know, unsolved mysteries of the Mass Effect universe. Um, and it, it was awesome. So they detail in this one quest line, it's called the Ghosts of Antolin, and they detail the virtual aliens. This is something that's very briefly hinted at in Mass Effect lore. It's an entire alien race who at some point in the past had completely migrated their, their race's consciousness huh. over into AI on like a planet itself. And so they only exist as software now. There is no hardware. They just exist as software. Weird. And you find this. This is the really impressive part of the mod for me. You find this while you're on Sir Kesh doing the main mission. There's like some terminal off to the side that you can go over and be like, oh, what's this? And it starts the quest. So it integrates it so seamlessly. Like you, like you, It's almost like the game should have started with that. Huh. And it was just some secret that you found along the way. And then, you know, it, it starts there, but then, you know, you find out that the Salarians have been decoding these messages from this race, and this race is stopped at the Citadel, but they don't trust this race, so they effectively say, get the hell off the Citadel. And so you can follow this story across the galaxy and unlock secrets about them with lore-friendly extensions, and I'm not going to spoil it for everyone, but I, I'm really digging this story that they've implemented into this mod. And there's tons more like that. And they said that they're, this is just in beta mode, so they're, they're constantly updating and adding it. Literally every week when I go to play Mass Effect, I need to update my mods. Nice. So this modding community is very active. Yeah, and very, this specific mod developer is like on it. Yes, yeah. yes. This specific mod developer and the next one that we'll talk about. Uh, but there is a couple more points on this mod that I want to touch on. But yet there's Number more. One. But wait, there's more. Number one, they, they expand the galaxy map itself. And they provide uh, these, you know, like little snippets of insight into the greater Reaper War, not just Shepard's immediate sphere. 
Nice. So it makes it feel bigger than you, yeah. which is good. Well, and you would want that intel, even if you weren't going to those locations, you'd want to just have a sense of like, like a weather map, you know, like, oh, there's a storm brewing over here. That's not where I live. But now I have a better understanding of the way the entire front is moving. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it's, it, it adds these new solar systems. You can buy star charts to unlock solar systems. So it's like an in-game, you know, unlockable, lore-friendly thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all from the extended lore of the games, you know, like, they, like the actual lore in the video games, in the novels, the comics, you name it. Um, and so these new systems, you can go and explore them, right? And they have some anomalies. Some of those anomalies might turn into war assets that would bump your galactic readiness and they might be something so simple as a vorcha labor team you know what i mean Uh so it's something very small but then that vorcha labor team might fall under the industry industrial uh support category so it feels very tactical and it's really nice and and it feels like you know you're it just makes sense it just makes far more sense if you were in that scenario, if you were a shepherd, where you'd be shoring up support and how exactly they would be helping with the crucible. Uh, and some of these anomalies take the place of text based adventures. And, you know, I'm huge on that. <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> 1985. <laughs> it is 1960. Um, <laughs> no, it's um. so some of them do take place in text based adventures. So you got to use your your imagination. But if you played Mass Effect one, if you if you liked Elatanya, that text-based vision where there's the Prothean, uh, you know, uh, supposedly Prothean sphere, but then you see a Prothean slash Reaper hunting a Cro-Magnon human, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. then if you liked that, then you would love this uh, because this is very much along the same vein and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I've also noticed that there are new galaxy map assignments that didn't exist before and it's because of this mod and there's definitely new war assets that that come from those assignments that you get just from exploring around so it rewards the player again for exploring and so all of these are like you know lore friendly like i said they're canonical or canon adjacent Mm -hmm. because they're based on existing lore it's just this lore is stuff you probably haven't heard of because it's from the books the novels the comics the uh cerberus daily news the mass effect 3 datapad app you know it's very obscure stuff so so it's all really interesting if you love the story of mass effect i really think you should check this out because it'll improve your gameplay yeah so again that's the specter expansion mod and yes. uh, we'll have links to all of these in the show notes and like the description stuff underneath the video, wherever you are watching this. Um, so you'll have an easy way to get access to each of these. But we're in the middle of the show. We got to go thank our patrons because you guys are freaking awesome. So we'll be right back. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign, and this station is mine. I like the sound of that. 
<laughs> Every time I hear that one, it's funny to me. Uh, here we are in the middle of the show, and this is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons, uh, including our two newest patrons, N7Muse and Cyclops88. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for signing up. You guys are awesome. And we have to shout out our, uh, our shepherd to your patrons as well. We've got Kolkashins, Kira C, Lieutenant Tosino, Pipe Man and William, thank you so much to the five of you, our five shepherds, and to the 61 current other patrons right now that are helping to support the show and make this a thing that we keep doing every week. And we couldn't tell you how much more we appreciate you than just all the gushing we do on every episode, because then it would just be an episode where we just gush about our patrons and nobody wants to listen to that. And then the patrons would all go away. So that's what I'm doing right now. Um, but we don't have any new ratings or reviews this week. If you'd like to help us out on Apple Podcasts by leaving a rating, a five-star rating and a review, we'll read out the words on a future episode. You can also leave ratings on Spotify. If you listen on both of those platforms or either of those platforms, that's an awesome thing that you can do. And even if you don't and you have an account, you could always just log in and help us out, which we'd really appreciate. But that's what we got for this middle break. Um, one last little reminder, though. We're getting closer and closer to a thousand subs on the Mass Effect Lorecast YouTube channel. And I mean, I think we're under 200 away. We're 100 and something subs away. Yeah, I think it's 840 subs that we have, I think. Yeah. So uh, that's a big deal because at a thousand subs, we're able to monetize the uh, the video version of the show, which will also help us out. It'd be like contributing to the show without contributing to the show. And YouTube is more and more just putting videos on or putting ads on videos that don't aren't monetized for the content creators. So it's kind of dumb to have videos po or ads pop up on our videos, but not get paid for it, which is kind of dumb. But uh, we'd really appreciate the support because that helps helps keeps us, us going. So, um, man, even if just like a very small percentage of you guys who listen to the audio version were to just head over to the YouTube and hit the sub button, we'd be there tomorrow. So if you don't mind doing that, heck, and you might even enjoy looking at our faces or the clips on this video of the different stuff going on in the mods. We're doing lots of stuff over there. Go hang out with us on YouTube. We'd, we'd love to see you. But uh, that's what we got for the middle of the show this week. Let's move on. We've got another mod to talk about. Here we go. Spit it out, or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. All right. So you said you already have decided on a must-have for Mass Effect players. I have. I have. And it's uh, for longtime Mass Effect modders, this is going to come as no surprise. But I have three words. Expanded Galaxy mod. This one is the proverbial shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually shit, because that's a bad thing. Right. A proverbial <laughs> shit is a good thing. This is the, the, the proverbial shit, not shit. So, and that's because this adds a ton of stuff. It's, it's a massive mod. It is a massive mod for Mass Effect. Uh, and it, it is a it is a role player's wet dream, honestly. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, man. We're getting into all sorts of body functions. Oh, yeah. And we got shit. We got wet dreams. This <laughs> this episode has it all, baby. And I bet you did not expect that when we were going to be talking about mods. But here we are. Well, um, there is that part of the mod community. Oh, yeah, that's true. If you enable that in not safe for work category mm -hmm. on Nexus, mm -hmm. Godspeed and good luck. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. It does exist. Yeah, it, it does exist. And um, well, if you if you feel like ruining your day or your lunch, go ahead and <laughs> yeah. Check some that of out. I mean, some of that. Like, let's just be fair. Some of it's like, oh, more sexy looking people. Cool. Maybe I'm into that right now. But some of it is like, yeah, like, oh, why is why 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 was this a thing? Why was this not even only an idea, but also somebody took the time to make this? Ooh, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's one there's one from Mass Effect where yeah. you know it it makes Ashley topless in the hospital and mass effect 3 right like that does we talked about that yeah that doesn't that doesn't and it's like it's like it's like dude she's she timing. just got her ass kicked on mars and now she's passed out and her face is like bruised all over this is not 
Right. That's a weird just, moment just to do why. that. Right. <laughs> like I, I get the whole like like some people are really into the game for the whole like romance and the sexual stuff that happens with the characters. And I, totally cool. Like that's fine. And I, and I get maybe mods that like expand on that in in a moment that makes sense. Right. It's like okay, yeah, maybe you're really really into that. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, like beat up and in the hospital bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, what? Jesus. <laughs> come on. Come on. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, so. The expanded galaxy mod doesn't do that. <laughs> the expanded mm-hmm. galaxy mod is exactly like you would think. Like the name says, it does expand the galaxy literally, just like the Spectre authorized or Spectre uh, expansion mod. This one adds all of the previous systems from previous games. So all of the solar systems that you could go to in Mass Effect 1 and 2, mm-hmm. guess what? They're in Mass Effect 3 and you can go there now. You click on it and then it closes Mass Effect 3 and it loads up Mass Effect 1 <laughs> <laughs> and then now you're there. No, it definitely does keep you in Mass Effect 3. Not all of those systems do have something new for you to find there. Some of them do, not all of them. But uh, I don't think that there's any planets that you could land on in Mass Effect 1, unfortunately, that you can land again in Mass Effect 3. It doesn't work like that. That would be a lot of work. It would be amazing. That would be a lot. It would be really cool. It, but. it would be amazing. And, and and I do I do say all of these things that I'm about to say about the Expanded Galaxy mod, they come with a caveat because it is a shell of what it once was. This is for the Legendary Edition. Hmm. This is not for original Mass Effect 3. The Expanded Galaxy mod for original Mass Effect 3 had so much more. And so this is yet another mod for Legendary Edition that is in beta. And they're bringing more features to it like every week. Right. So it's actively being worked on. But what's already out is already very impressive. And you have to try it out. Um, They have reimagined the Galactic War similar to how I was talking about how the Spectre expansion mod kind of illustrates this war as something being bigger than Shepard. Well, the Expanded Galaxy mod does that too. So basically, you're now just a small part of this war that spans the entire galaxy and at different points in the story, you're getting pop-ups on your screen. Hey, this human colony just fell. Hey, mm. this this Turian colony just fell. Hey, right. all of the Volus on this planet just got wiped out. So it really makes the it feel like there's pressure. Like there is a lot of pressure. Every moment counts. Yes, absolutely. There is tons of pressure, and you know you're going through the story at your own pace, thinking that everything's okay, and then stark reminder, just really, really cold, harsh truth right there, and it's just it comes up with a picture of the Reaper. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and you're like, oh, fuck, like I'm I'm wasting time going and and negotiating with shifty space cows and people are dying. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Why am I so focused on this romance when (laughs) when there's millions and millions of lives to save? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so that that one's that one's really fun. And 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 so with that, you can read these customized intelligence reports uh, in your codex and you can see a map that changes as you're going through the story. So the galaxy map changes. That's cool. And there are icons on, you know, there's like a sorry icon on a sorry controlled systems. There's an Alliance icon on Alliance controlled systems. Same with the Turians, same with Omega, you know, it's first a Cerberus icon when Cerberus controls it, then it switches to Aria's icon. Mm. And so there's all these icons denoting territory. And as you're going through the story and the Reapers keep advancing, those icons are dwindling. And you're like, oh, shit, we really are losing. So it, it lends credence to all this this dialogue that you hear in the game about the dire situation and how bad things are. Right. Because you're like, yeah, they are bad. Yeah, it's just like, getting I worse. It's getting worse out here. Yeah, OK, I've been watching it. I saw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> right. so it makes sense, you know, um, and w- and with that, they also reworked war assets. So now you will nominally need a a total war readiness that's much higher, but but that will not be a problem because this mod gives you so many opportunities to pick up extra lore-friendly war assets, just like the Spectre expansion mod does. Um, and you know, you go to these added solar systems, you do these extra side quests, just like uh, Spectre expansion mod. There's some text. There's some text-based RP things you can do, and they come back in ways that you wouldn't necessarily predict. Hmm. For example, there's this 
negotiations that were happening with the planet Beckenstein, a human colony. And Spectre is involved, or Spectres are involved with the uh, negotiations, maybe, but Shepard is kind of spearheading it along with Udina, who is the ambassador. Mm -hmm. So that would make sense. And they're trying to get Beckenstein to give up some of their material wealth for the war effort and get them involved in being an industrial center for making, you know, like Lind Lease almost. And they're reluctant because they're like Switzerland. They're uber wealthy. They don't want to get involved. And they're thinking maybe if we just don't do anything, <laughs> you know, you'll let us be. And you're also trying to get them to accept some refugees from other planets. And they don't want to accept the refugees because they're like, oh, well, you know, if we accept the refugees, then the Reapers might come after us. So there are these very believable hypothetical social situations and Shepard is involved in the, in the negotiations. And so that's really cool to me because it adds a layer of depth to the game. That's that is so micro, you know what I mean? That is yeah. so micro, but it is uh, Thema typical. thematically accurate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. that is that's the cool. kind of bullshit that Shepard <laughs> might have to be involved in mm -hmm. if this were a real scenario. Right. And so, yeah, so that, you know, depending on how you handle that, you will get different war assets. And, and so all of these choices really do matter when it comes to making that final cut of do you meet this number to unlock this ending? Do you meet this number so that you can fulfill the Shepherd Lives ending? Maybe you won't. I, I'm not sure. I haven't finished my first modded playthrough yet. So, so it's getting harder and harder for me to get all of these war assets to get to a, to a point where it's enough. So if you're looking for a challenge too that is lore friendly, I highly encourage it. Uh, this mod on that realm as well now about the map there are several settings that you can choose when you're setting it up in the mod manager and you can choose whether to switch the reapers responding to your signals completely off you can you can choose to switch that off so you can go around scanning willy-nilly if you want mm -hmm. or you can increase their speed oh god <laughs> so that makes it a little bit harder uh-huh uh, i tried that and it, so by default, it increases the speed in the um, in the earth and in, in the local system uh, by a ton. And I, I was caught scanning in the local system right after I escaped Earth. And it's like, oh, man, they're on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> they are on your ass. And you're like, holy crap, I got to go. Um, so it, it's it's also thematic that way. And uh, you can also get the map to show the assets, the war asset percentage that has been gathered. You can get them to show that always or maybe just only after scanning. So then that way, you know where you have been and where you haven't been. Um, you can also implement a shorter mass relay animation between going between systems. So that's really nice. That's cool. I appreciated that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a shorter loading screen, essentially. That's great. Um, and there's tons of other, you know, like uh, quality of life improvements with those map settings. But the part that I really loved the most, you can change the Normandy into this true customizable mobile headquarters that feels like a mobile headquarters. You can buy, you know, like additions to the Normandy. You can you can buy a shooting range. You can buy an armored carrier of the Mako itself, a hammerhead, you know, and you can display them in the Normandy itself. You can buy javelin missiles that then show up visually in the Normandy. Cool. And so you're buying these things that it feels like it makes a difference and you see that difference and you're like, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting I'm getting stronger. You know, I'm right, right. putting money toward this and it matters. And so I really love that aspect as well. The shooting range is a lot cooler than I thought it would be. And it takes place in the armory bay uh, down the bottom. And you just, uh, you know, you can control the target distance. One target is just health. One target has armor. One target has barrier. Mm -hmm. So you can test out your different tactics. Yeah. And yeah. Your different you equipment, see how much damage it does. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can do this all on the Normandy before you go out on an assignment. So that's the real value of it. You don't have to go back to the Citadel, go to the Spectre terminal, go to the shooting range there and, mm -hmm. you know, go through four or five loading screens before you go out on a mission. So it makes it so much more convenient and it is very nice. It's, it's a surprisingly fun shooting range to, to, to test weapons and stuff at. Um, 
And it's one of the only times that I think you will ever see in Mass Effect. You're allowed to fire weapons and use abilities, and you're still in your casual outfit. Right. So yeah. You're not, you're not wearing armor. Wow. Um, so it's pretty cool. Uh, and so, yeah, it's awesome. There's also a part in the mod when you're setting it up in the mod manager where you can check a little box and you get background music in Mass Effect 3 on the Normandy that you heard in Mass Effect 1. Oh, that's cool. So it's the Mass Effect 1 Normandy theme. Yeah, you hear in the oh, background, you, can, so. you can switch it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's not just empty silence and, you know, you know, dead space, so to speak. Uh, and it also brings the war assets terminal from the uh, CIC or from the command center, you know, up to the CIC. So now the war assets terminal is right next to your personal terminal. That makes sense. Yeah. Which also includes the shipping or the ship manifest and the equipment or the, um, I'm sorry, the staffing manifest. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm drinking beer right now and it's coming back up. Um, so yeah, and speaking of staffing, gotcha. uh-huh. speaking of staffing, you can choose who mans what post. So you get manual control over who your XO is, your oh, executive that's cool. officer. That's cool. Yeah. You can control who you want to be your Marine officer. And the Marine officer is, of course, the officer in charge of the detachment of Marines on your ship, which brings me to my next point. You can put a large detachment of Alliance Marines on your ship. And if you go to the largest setting, you will see more Alliance Marines around the ship mm-hmm. near the elevator, near the armory, you know, right. yada, yada, yada. Right. Because they have to be somewhere. So that makes yeah, sense. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And when you walk by them, they actually like, you know, salute. Right. Yeah. Which <laughs> so that, also makes sense. Yes. <laughs> it, it feels just more immersive. It feels more like it doesn't feel like the Normandy is empty. Right. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, and you can even hire a chef. <laughs> That's great. So you get two options for a chef. You get Eli Lejeune and uh, I forget her name, but she is a, uh, a sushi chef. And so Eli is, is all about like Southern comfort food and good times. It tells you. Uh, where, where, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I shit you not. He's a barman. And so uh, when you hire him, it improves the morale of the ship. Oh, nice. But if you hire the sushi chef, now your dextro amino acid friend uh, on the on the Normandy, so Garrus and Tally, they can actually eat. They oh. don't have to eat that terrible paste. <laughs> <laughs> so they can eat they can eat the sushi. And uh, if you hire either one of them, I believe you don't need anyone to feed your fish. Oh, they take care of that. Your fish will never die unless it's for the sushi, I guess. Uh, uh. Yeah, maybe they're just cycling new fish in as they take other ones out. Can you imagine you get back on the ship and you're like, hey, where are my fish? And then you see Garrus just slurp up a little tail. Uh, <laughs> hey, Shepard. <laughs> uh, Garrus? Pulls a Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> he sand crabs away. That's where Shepard's fish keep going. Uh, <laughs> and I'm so, tired yeah, of this pace, Shepard. <laughs> the, the staffing part, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, after a certain point in the story, even, you get to pick Geth or Corian engineers to be on your engineering team. So cool. I think I already know who I'm going to pick for my playthrough, but it's up to everyone else who they want to. <laughs> and when it comes to the squad on your, on your ship, you have... Now, an expanded set of options for how often you want to uh, relive romances oh, in your cabin. Oh. See, like so, we were talking about with yes. some, some of the mods, like if you're into the romance part of it, then expand it out a little bit. Yeah. Right. And now now with this mod, you get this interactive picture uh, of Shepard's love interest and you can invite them up to your cabin and you can spend time with them. And I think there's three different interactive scenes that you get um, per squad mate. There's also collectibles that you can get for your personal cabin. So you can get like a blade that goes on the wall. You can get Shepard's helmet, I believe. You can get several other things yeah, yeah. that are really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I always wish they did more of that stuff. Because, yes, you know, you want to make it feel like your own. I mean, there's always things to change in your cabin, but it's always very limited. True. But you're also like displaying your accomplishments, right. you know, your achievements. Yeah. So 
Yeah, exactly. I wish they did more of that as well. So if you're into that, then then I think you'll like this mod. Um, and speaking of the squad mates, you can change all of their casual outfits. You get wow. to pick during the setup of this mod in the, the mod manager. Uh, you can change the casual outfits that they wear on the Normandy and the Citadel. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can just adjust those in the settings pretty much any time. All sweatshirt uh, hoodies. That's yeah, across the board. I suppose you could do that. <laughs> Everybody's super cash, super There's, comfy. There is even one outfit for Edie that I'm not going to spoil anything, uh -huh. but you only unlock it if you go to a certain point in the Cerberus mission uh, in the very beginning. I think it's actually during the Mars mission mm -hmm. is where you would unlock it, I think. Okay. Um, or it's one of those in seven missions during the Cerberus. I think it's actually one of those. Um, that's where you would unlock it. And you have to be very diligent. And when you pick it up, you can finally go back into the settings and unlock it. And it is this synth skin for ED. Okay. So it makes it look a little bit more like an Android. Not going to spoil it, but I love it. It's not for everyone, but I love it. Um, there's also bonus squad mates. Bonus so, squad mates? Yes. So, on in seven missions, you can select from bonus squad mates depending on where you are in the story. For example, I was able to bring Rex on a mission. Huh. In Mass Effect 3. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty awesome. I was able to bring Rex on an in seven mission. And I, I think you can bring other later squad mates on those missions, uh, depending on where you are in the story. Basically, if it makes sense that they're on the Normandy at the time, like right. Rex was right. before you cure the, right. you know, the genophage. You're, you're not like bringing anybody back from the dead or anything like that. It's all, it right. all just makes sense with how the story would have been right in that moment. Exactly. Yeah. And so if they're on the Normandy for a main quest line, they are available to go out on these side missions until they leave the Normandy. That's cool, man. That's quite they obviously had to do a lot of work to make sure that that stuff was tracked correctly. Yeah, I can't believe they made that work. Yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, you know, it, it adds new weapons. There is the collector SMG, the collector sniper rifle. It adds the Geth Spitfire as an actual weapon that you can use cool. and the Gladius M57. Now, those weapons are kind of cool. I'm not a huge fan of adding more weapons. I think the, the weapons that already existed were cool. There were also other weapons that it adds from Mass Effect multiplayer, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer back oh, in wow. the day. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. However, I was more psyched about fashion effect. <laughs> right. Because there's a companion mod that goes with this called EGM Armors for Legendary Edition Mass Effect 2 and 3. Uh, and you can download either or. And that adds some of the coolest sets of armor I think I've ever seen. Uh, and some of the Andromeda sets of armor, too, uh, each with their own unique bonuses. Uh, there, you know, uh, there's different bonuses that I have been able to min max my uh, power recharge bonus so that when I'm casting my biotics with that and the other attachments I have on my weapons, my powers never take longer than one and a half seconds to recharge. Wow. Nice. It's nuts. Yeah. I have min maxed the hell out yeah. of it. Um, so I'm a big fan of that one. That one's sweet to me. There's also a number of gameplay improvements. Uh, if you're into that kind of thing, if you're more about gameplay, then you might appreciate the fact that now you can, when you're launching a mission from the Normandy, you will always be able to change your armor automatically as you're deploying. And if that's not good enough for you, you can change your armor while you're on the mission. You can just press Control L on keyboard. Wow! Just Control L while you're uh, while you're on while you're on the mission. Yeah. You can also huh. change your weapons that way, so you can change your weapons at right. any time. It, it makes it feel more like Fallout, where like yeah. you've got an inventory and you're like, oh, I want to wear this instead, or I want to use this weapon instead right now. It's exactly what it is. It makes it feel yeah. like you have an inventory. Uh, during you know combat missions you can also press p to sheath your weapons so now you don't always have to be walking uh -huh. around like that yeah that was a that was a ram limitation of the xbox 360 i believe <laughs> i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. They, that was they, a weird quirk they added so much content for mass effect 3 that they had to cut back on certain things and so they just didn't even have the extra ram to be able to sheath your weapon <laughs> yeah which is nuts. <laughs> it's like they were really working. They were playing the cards they were dealt, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, and and by the way, that control L thing about changing outfits that doesn't just apply to to when you're out on a combat mission. You can do that on the Citadel too if you want to change your casual outfit. Nice. So nice. So that's pretty cool as well. Uh, you can also press H to toggle helmets for Shepard and the squad. Mm-hmm. That's nice as well. Uh, and this makes sure this mod also makes sure that all of the cutscenes will use your correct weapons that you have assigned to your character. Oh, that's well, there you go. <laughs> so no more generic rifle or pistol appearing, and you're like, I'm not using yeah. that. What? That's all right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and finally, finally, the probably one of the best things that this mod does you can set you can custom set the timing of missions and when they appear and this is important for mass effect because some missions are timed you know Mm -hmm. you can preset when the dlc and other missions unlock along the way interesting so if there's dlc that just makes far more sense playing it near the end like the leviathan dlc Mm -hmm. you can make sure that that dlc doesn't become available until then right Right. So you, you go through things in a more like, I don't know, logical order. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you don't feel rushed with like eight main missions all becoming available at the same time. And you're like, uh, which crap. one do I do yeah. first? And then what? So that I don't lose out on any mission. Yeah. Right. You don't have to balance that. Right. Dude, that sounds awesome. This sounds sounds like a, a must get, especially if you're on your like third, fourth playthrough and you've got you know a lot of familiarity with the way things work and you want to kind of freshen things up absolutely and like i said they are constantly updating stuff with this mod and pretty much all the mods except for the appearance one um they're updating stuff like every week every week i have to update mods yeah uh and the expanded galaxy mod i cannot wait for it to add more of what it originally had for mass effect 3 uh but if you are a mass effect 3 player if you like mods you gotta download that one Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, you know what? I would also love to hear what people in our community are doing, what you've been modding into the game, how you've been updating your gameplay and all of that stuff. If there's things that we should be checking out, let us know. Send us some messages. Join us on the Discord. Tell us tell us what we're missing out on. We'd love to hear it. Um, that's going to be it for this episode this week. Where are we going next week? So next week, we are doing the second survey. You remember the first one we did? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll be releasing the link tomorrow, and that would be Saturday the 3rd, uh, if you're listening to this after the fact. And I'll be posting that link on the Mass Effect Lorecast Twitter. I'll leave it up for about a week, a little bit less than a week, and then we will report the results next Friday. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be interesting because the last one was so... Very cool stuff. We also have, if you are listening to this before Labor Day, before Monday, September 5th, we are getting together with a bunch of the hosts across the Robots Radio Network. We will be streaming all day long. I'll be streaming some. We have a bunch of other hosts streaming. We have a multi-host Dungeons and Dragons session where they're all going to start. Get this, Sam. Have you heard about this? They're all going to start at level 20. Like, like you don't start a Dungeons and Dragons session at level 20, right? That's insane. You start at like level one or level three or level five, maybe like level 20. That's that's going to be amazing. Uh, it should be nuts. We're going to have lots of games, lots of live podcasts, and we are raising money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital to help the kids. It's going to be a big deal. <laughs> I'm hoping to make this a regular thing and do at least, you know, something like this at least once a year, if not more often. So come hang out. It's at twitch.tv slash robots radio. But then also many of the other hosts are streaming on their own channels as well. Uh, you'll be able to donate on any of those channels, you'll see links and, and things on the overlays and, and stuff like that. It's going to be awesome. So don't miss it. Monday, September 5th, twitch.tv slash robots radio. Sam, I know you're, you've got your stream schedule. Things are kind of getting back to normal with your whole job situation, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. So I'm still getting back to normal. I just started on my actual shift this week. So I've been waking up at like 4 a.m. to go to work. And so now I'm getting super tired early. Oh, right? God, um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm still still juggling some things. Couldn't make uh, Dragon Age work yesterday. However, I will be doing Sassy Ship uh, tomorrow at some point. I'm not entirely sure uh, that is Saturday, and you can count on it pretty much every Saturday from here on out. Um, in fact, part of my stream tomorrow might just be discussing what I've seen at PAX. So yeah, sometimes yeah. it's fun to just hang out and chat with the community. I've been trying to do of that course. more with my stream, just kind of like talk to people. <laughs> and that and that that might be very well what happens tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I am 
in my Mass Effect 3 playthrough with Sassy Shepard, and there isn't too much left, to be honest. I think I'm like, you know, maybe 40% of the way through the story. Mm -hmm. So you'll want to come and see that uh, before I wrap up. And then, of course, I am doing Thetas Thursdays, my first Dragon Age playthrough. If you're curious, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at In7TheLegend. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, chat, for being here. It's always awesome to have you guys in chat and chiming in about stuff. I hope you check out some of these mods, and I hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you guys next time. Stay safe out there. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.